Due to the graphic nature of the material we review, viewer discretion is advised. Oh, hi! You must be the new member! Come on in! I take it you're familiar with BL Garden? You've seen some of our panels? Okay, good. Well, just to give you a quick summary of what we do during our off-season, we go out to eat a lot. We're currently trying to eat every cuisine known to mankind. We read and watch a lot of BL anime, obviously. And we host a lot of parties, like Cocktoberfest, Phallic Feast, and Deck the Balls. But there's one important thing we do religiously every month, and we do expect each member to participate. So a month from now, we expect you to have this completed. You must choose a sex toy and take it for a test run. Now, it's okay if you don't have your own. We do have a stockpile of them. Well, let's take a look what's inside this box. Um, we have a lifelike six-inch dildo, a black butt plug, a red ultra-vibe butt plug, and a purple cock ring. Oh, and we have a bullet with a USB magnetic charger. And if you want some extra brownie points, you can always taste test condoms. I gotta say, my basic bitch levels are over 9,000 after I tried the pumpkin spice condom. Wait, where are you going? Well, we also play Dungeons and Dragons on the weekend. Oh, come on, this happens every time. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the 801 Reviewed. Uh, in this podcast, this is where members of the BL Garden DFW Club will review BL-related mangas, books, webcomics, and OVAs. But I feel like mostly we'll be reviewing mangas, possibly, since there's more of those out there. Anyway, today we have with us... Ashley. Cho. And Melissa. And I am your host, Puzzle Savant. And today we will be reviewing Yarichin Bitch Club by Tanaka Ogaretsu. So just an FYI, this episode will be broken up into two different parts. The first part, we're going to be reviewing the manga. And then, then in the second one, we're going to go over the OVA. So here's some background, just in case there's anyone out there playing BL manga Jeopardy. So Yarichin Bitch Club was originally published June 10th, 2012 on Ogretsu-san's Pixiv page. And then four years later, it was serialized by Gentosha Comics. And at this point in time, there are currently three volumes. However, the third one came out recently back in September. So if you're looking for a scanlation of it, it's not out just yet, and you'll only find the first two volumes have been translated. So for those of you who are not familiar about this manga, Yarichin Bitch Club is about a transfer student named Takashi Tono, who joins the photography club alongside another first year named Yu Kashima. But they quickly learn that they've joined a sex club, and they must have sex within the first month, or else they'll have to participate in an orgy. So... Is there, a, oh, I forgot to mention, uh, we have a feline guest with us, Pepe. You may hear him in the background. Simba's around too, but he's hiding at the moment. We'll always have a feline guest of some sort on our podcast. Hey, Pepe. <laughs> anyway, so um, who here has read this manga in the past, prior to this podcast where we decided we should read it? I have. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Every, okay, I, I didn't. So what, what drew you to the manga? And how did you find it? Well, I found the manga back in around 2016 when it was first published. That's, I think, when it started really getting scanulated. And because the first chapter was on the manga cause Pixiv, it really like, blew up 
and so <laughs> I read it then and I just got really into it because there's so much hype about it and that it was getting published. Mm-hmm. What about you, Cho? My story is pretty similar. This is 2016. Um, I actually didn't see the Pixiv pictures first. I just it was listed on her um, her manga updates page, and I was trying to go through every bit of Tanaka that I could, um, getting angry at some, <laughs> loving the others, and then I finally got to Yarichin, which is the dead last on that page, and I gave it a read. And even though on paper it wouldn't be what I love, I pretty much fell in love with it. Okay, actually. Or no, Melissa. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Hashtag girl designer. Uh, so I actually had encountered a picture. So I, th- I think I was on 4chan and I saw something where somebody had posted a picture of like a cosplayer or somehow I came in, in contact with, there was a picture of a cosplayer and like, I couldn't tell if it was Fujoshi's or just people in general were kind of like, oh my God, what are these people doing? Because the context was that the person in the photo was underage. They were cosplaying Yuri and they had a vibrator and so it was i guess there had been a small phenomenon of people finding this manga this was in like 2016 um and then cosplaying it and it was like people were being like what is this a convention it's because it was like underage fujoshi who were you know the rabid the the bad fujoshi type that we all you know think about sometimes and so i was like what is this because it was blowing up all over the like bl community um because I remember when we went on our Japan trip, there was already merchandise of it. And I was cognizant of it being Yadachin. So I don't remember exactly when I read it, but it was definitely like before we went in December of that year. Um, but it's interesting because y'all found it just by reading manga um, just in general. But I found it because of, I guess, the backlash against the fan base. Oh, boy. Um, which existed at that, you know, early on um, because it looked like this one kind of like caught fire pretty uh like quickly because I don't think the manga was even published in Japan at that point in time. It's only been in the last like two years. I think that the actual Punkabon have come out. So it's an interesting evolution from Pixiv to actual manga. Right. Yeah. So um, did you think that the plot was good enough that it kept your attention throughout the story? What did you think of that? What plot? I was, I was, yeah, really plot. Thinking of that. I was like, okay, so, well, for me, I think that I really fell in love with it during the um like school camping trip arc because that's when you see a major really? character sh- change in uh Kachan and he, he's my out. favorite character and so when he did the snap actually I was like I love him more like the gap moe there really got me so I think that for me that was when it was like more than just oh hey I'm just reading this thing because it's popular and I want to know what everybody is talking about wow see the, I didn't like that part of the story because I felt it was it was really slow up mm-hmm. to the part where yeah. they get yeah. into that little house yeah and I kind of wish like some because it's like you read it I guess scanlated when it comes out on like Pixar or whatever some chapters are better than others because some of them you get like uh, one of the more recent chapters you had Yuri's sex scene with his stalker his boyfriend or whatever yeah, by now. yeah. and it was like so good because it was such a complete like story arc almost in a way like you've got a full good chapter but then it'll immediately like, the next chapter is like backstory for another character so it jumps around a lot sometimes mm-hmm. but I felt like at least that arc was a pretty good like here's a story um but I guess for me like I was not into Gatmoe before that and I wouldn't say I'm into Gatmoe now but it was like a pleasant surprise for the character like I guess, getting to know him in a different light. I, so. I agree with that. I mean, it was slow, like I agree. But um, Yak-chan, up until that point, it was like a cutesy, nice character. But then mm-hmm. you realize like all of the baggage that he has with Kashima. And like when he became like this from sweet to like arrogant and like everyone's gullible because they fall for it. I was yeah. like, 
I mean, it didn't make him my favorite character. He's still not, <laughs> but um, it added a layer, a layer of depth that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, like this whole manga is pretty much just like unexpected depth. <laughs> yeah, in more I ways think... than one. <laughs> what, yeah. like the story, what it's what it lacks in plot, what really makes up for in character development, I think. Because it really, like, really with Yakchan in particular, they really go into it. Yeah. And then they're starting to go into uh, Kemi and Itom's backstory, and it goes really deep. And so you're coming here for the plot, you're probably not going to really be happy. But for sex and, like, character development, yeah. I, um, whenever I look at manga, I always check to see if there's rape in it first. And I go to manga updates first, and mm-hmm. it, they're usually like scarce reviews. So I went to Goodreads to try to figure out if anyone said anything there. Um, really super low rated, and everyone was like, "I did not expect this much sex." There was yeah. no plot, <laughs> and I was Quite like, uh, "Well, I mean, I really like the character design." And when I was like going through doing my research as I usually do, they had like uh, little like mini profiles for all the characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it um said that uh Yuri uh, was uh, bisexual in both uh Tachi and Neko, so he's a yeah. switch. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, you don't get a lot of bisexual characters like, like the self-identified bisexual characters mm-hmm. in BL. So I was like, I'll give it a try. And also um Akimi and uh, Atomi were like Akimi identifies as gay, and he and Atomi were like in a relationship. I was like, yeah, okay. and they're both Tachis too, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And the blue-haired guy, I forgot. Oh, my baby. Oh, yeah, he's also bisexual. Yeah. He's also a switch. And, so him and Yuri, yeah. they both identify as bisexual. They make it clear in the manga, yeah, they're bi, which um, I really like. In his profile, he actually says it's like, he puts a ratio to his like, top and bottom. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like six to four. I think it's top. seven to three. I think seven it's to seven three. three. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's interesting that, I guess in uh, Uret Tanaka's work, you do see characters identify. Like, that's she's pretty progressive in that regard, but looking at the premise of Yadachin, you would not expect it to actually, you, you expect it to pretty much be like, you know, pornographic fluff, which it mostly is in some regards. Um, it's very like shock value and trying to yeah. be like, it, it feels like it's edgy, like it's trying to be edgy. And sometimes it feels try hard in a way mm-hmm. um, because it's the over the top, like, of course, you know, there's the sex toys everywhere. Like, you watch the OVA, and um, Yuri's got, like, a Tenga poster on the wall. She's like, like, who, this person does not, there's no way this person exists in real life. <laughs> like, it's too, it's exactly what a mangaka would do to envision all of her characters. They're very, like, manga-based characters. They all have their different types. They got their different hair colors. Like, nothing is here based in reality. There's no way this club could even exist. Yeah. But you do get those elements of reality that she puts in, even though the rest of it is completely implausible. Okay, when I initially read the the manga, I had a hard time telling the characters apart. Yeah. And I think that was, I don't know what it was, if, if it was like their height or maybe little bits of their hair. Some of them can the, get, it, once you've seen the OVA, it's easier. Yeah, that's how to, it was. And once the, more color art started to come out, but in the early chapters, it is hard to, I guess, keep them apart. And then dealing with like nicknames versus real names versus who we don't know. Because there was not a lot of information. I think that was it too. Like there was, they just throw a whole bunch of characters at you at once and you're expected Mm -hmm. to know them all and their nicknames. It's like, oh crap. I had to take notes. Yeah, yeah. like their yeah, hairstyle. Really just describe them. You're like, oh, that one. You know, yeah. like Gat Moe Chan or something. Like, you can't like I, I usually don't love ensemble casts in my BL. Like, mm-hmm. you can't give me any care about everyone in Sekai G. I won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> if there's more than one yeah. like pairing, I'm like, okay, I, 
I gotta like get a breather. And so like you get you meet everyone pretty much at once when you get mm-hmm. to the IRA team. Um, it takes a while to like learn everyone's individual like personality traits and their names. But I think they're all distinctive enough that it's easy once you like get in the groove of it to keep you apart. Yeah, especially if you read a couple of chapters. If you're just reading it like monthly, it is very easy to forget like even mm-hmm. what happened the last chapter because it comes out so sporadically because it's, it seems to be whenever she has time to draw it, it's not running in a publication. Um, right. So it's one of these things that it's just like she draws it when she wants because she needs to eventually get it published in a book because it's become a big thing. Like, yeah. I mean, Yaratine is one of these one of the few shows that's gotten like a lot of merchandise even before it got the OVA, which the OVA has helped it a lot, but it's, I mean, there's a one eight scale figure for Yuri coming out at some point, which is pretty big because for BL like manga, like there's 10 count figures, but there, I don't think there's been anything else announced. That's an official figure. So like you have like 10 count and Yadachin, like these are two really huge titles. Clearly it's doing very well in Japan because it's being so heavily merchandised even before the OVA. But, like, there's so many goods you can buy. I did pre-order that Yuri figure. <laughs> As you should if he's wearing board. Crocs in it, and I still bought it. So. Oh and God. he has a happy trail, which is why I did not buy it. Very cool. Oh, kitty. And that sounds It's time for the next question. <laughs> it is. Uh, so we already talked about the characters a bit. Um, so do you think they're very complex? Do you see them evolve at all? Uh, yeah, I think they all get the turn to eventually evolve. Yeah, because the main focus on the um, Kyoto development has mainly been Yakchan, Tono, and then like um, you, like those three and their relationships with mm-hmm. each other. With like Yakchan's like inner, like his true personality, and now that Tono's seen it, there's all of this. And now they're starting to get into Akemi and Itom's relationship because Itom isn't very happy with the way it is. And then um, and the guy with glasses, the black-haired guy, he's also starting to finally get some character development. I know, finally. I was kind of yeah, interested in Yeah, because like, until like the last chapter came out, I was like, okay, this is like a side character because we never really get to see anything right. about him. But now we finally got some stuff and it's sort of a breath of fresh air. So they're all getting some sort of character development, except for you. He hasn't really had that much yet. That's what I was going to say. Like, um, on, I think it was myanimelist.net, he's listed as one of the protagonists. But in the first two volumes, I had a hard time believing that because we didn't see... That's... We didn't see his backstory, but meanwhile, Yachan, like, we got his full backstory. Yeah, that's what kind of, like... It's because they're set up to be, like, a... You have to pick which one you want to be with Tono. Yeah. That's that's probably, yeah. like, yeah. dozens. Yeah, but, like... See, yeah. and I, I... The first volume, I really thought there was going to be, like, a love triangle going on where Tono can't decide, like, who he should be with. Or maybe... I thought he wanted to be with Yachan because he thought he was so nice and pretty. And then Yachan, like... When I initially saw him blushing at Kashima, I was like, oh, he wants to be with his cousin. Meanwhile, Kashima wants to be with Tono. But, that kind yeah. of, that, that, I was questioning that because I was rereading Yaoi Chen today, and I was like, Tono, you think that these cousins who grew up to, to, with each other want to screw each other? Because he yeah. was like, Yachan wants to be with you. They're cousins. They're related. They grew up as kids together. It is a but... male. I mean, that yeah. totally. Yeah, like that. I mean, and it's a little bit different culturally, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> weirdly enough, I think out of everyone, Tono has the least character development. 
Yeah. Um, because he's yeah. basically just like, he's put in place for Yakuchan to work out his like aggression with Kashima. All that one sided because Kashima doesn't know that he's like a, a major dick. Yeah. I mean, Toto is like a self insert character for a BL because this is, yeah. I mean, this is, I think that the character development we're seeing is, is, getting better it's developing more because this started out basically as like a doujinshi project yeah it's not like i don't even know if the author thought it would get as big as it did but it's very clear that like the story has shifted away from so much of the the scandalous nature of like oh it's a sex club in the high school like what is he gonna do he has to have sex like you just don't see that kind of like bombastic like storytelling that we used to have in the beginning where it was so salacious yeah what i'm wondering like what keeps me reading is i do wonder like is Tono gonna like eventually have sex? Is he gonna become more open minded about that? Because he is like surrounded by that, but he's always like a scared little virgin. But it's like so with some of the other characters, and I do want to mm-hmm. see if like he does sort start to open up with that, or if yeah. the offer takes a different way. I mean, the protagonists are all virgins: Yakchan, Kashima, and Tono. Yeah, and they to me they're. Well, minus Yakchan are like the least interesting. I mean, I love them still, but like the supporting characters have such huge personalities mm-hmm. that they can easily steal the show. Like Yuri is everyone's favorite, but yeah. people are like, wait, he's a supporting character? Like, and I Yuri- don't see how Yuri's yeah. everyone's favorite because Yuri's kind of making me mad. Like, he's a weirdo. The yeah, baby yeah. talk? What's with the baby talk? And and the he just switches out he's, of he's it. He's like the edgelord character and all of these like. You know, I guess Fujoshi, like, we fell for that or something. Like, he's not my favorite, but it's an interesting character type because it's, again, it's like you threw everything weird at him. Like, it it just, like, you you wanted to see what would stick at the wall. Yeah. Because they've all got their little light. Like, you have all the little quirks. Like, Tamara is the one who, like wants to say all these really nice things and always yeah, is like, comes up like so yeah. angry and mean and rude and it's just like that's it's funny in a way like it's yeah. kind of like yeah. his it's like it's weirdly his charm point yeah like the thing is they have these like brash personalities and then there's these like she works in these like subplots where they're nice like stalker coon with uh yuri jimmy like, yeah yeah <laughs> stalker coon as he's known oh um, he yuri, i caught his name i think it's fujisaki yeah, that's what people call him the stalker yeah. coon yeah. um like he loved Yuri because Yuri was like kind to him and like no one else was kind to him and like that's how you see like a little bit of humanity in Yuri mm-hmm. and Tamara like he pretty much was in love with Yakchan before Yakchan like yeah. revealed who he was and that mm-hmm. makes you feel for him so everyone has their little like weak spots as you like get to know them they're not just edge yeah. lords but I do love yeah. Yuri and Tamara the most <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything you want to add Pepe? no? <laughs> Kachan's the best. (laughs) And um, when I, like, I love Akimi and I love um, Itome, but I mean, Itome has to know you. You're dating the president of the bitch club. There's something going on with their relationship. That one, like the other parts of the story, I can kind of erase because you're in the fantasy element. That one kind of, it takes it a it's hard because you know that like there's a very difficult conversation that needs to happen and that one character is more than likely being held back by their partner mm-hmm. and it's just unfortunate to see it's kind of like oh i you know you go into thinking you want like sexy fluff like you want something fun to read and then it hits you with like the actual like feels yeah and yeah. then like the real talk and you're like uh this is a legit abusive relationship and not the kind of like bl relationship i can just excuse yeah oh yeah no it's when i finally got to the end of volume two it piqued my interest because shikatani um He's the one with the glasses and wears the yes. women's laundry. Yeah. yeah. Cross-dresser. Yeah. So <laughs> things are really getting interesting with him because it sounds like a teacher named mm-hmm. Matsumura. He's taking videos and being yeah. very abusive. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know how the videos are going to come into play, but it sounds like um, he's going to try to hold it over the club for some reason. I don't have to be a good blackmail plot going. Yeah. Say, this yeah. is how I'm like, this is where the Tanaka jumps out. Because yeah. she doesn't tend to handle rape well in any of her stories when she has them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm thinking Escape Journey, and you, we all know that, like, the ball was dropped there. It's basically, like, there's no consequences. Yeah, especially because in, uh, like, Renai Ruby, that whole series, like, I think that she actually does confront abuse in a different way. Like, she, like a yeah, the whole thing all is about the abuse. Yeah, yeah so it's, stuff. you know, somewhat of redemption, somewhat of just, like, looking at it and presenting it with, like, no holds barred. Like, this is what it is. I'm not going to pretend that this is something different. So when you get to Escape Journey, and then they do kind of, like, make up, like, they don't really talk about it they kind of do but not it's it's still just like if you're somebody who's supposed to have gotten so much better like why it just feels like they're stuck in a rut like and the and the uke type character he, he recognizes that i can't remember their names off the top of my head but he he sees it's like oh we've just fallen back into the way that things were but his partner can do like one thing like actually apologize and then he's like oh it's so different and i'm like it's really not he's probably just apologizing because he knows that it's like it, it feel, felt very like empty yeah. But otherwise, I like I really love the characters and I love that story. It just it's not necessarily like it does kind of let you down. Yeah. Like I can excuse it in uh, Bitch Club because it's it's starting off not too serious. So I'm like, well, yeah. I'm not yeah. myself. But Escape Journey, it's like it prints itself as like a mature love story, at least to me. Yeah. And like that, it doesn't pan out. But we're getting off on Escape Journey. So back <laughs> yeah. to uh, Yari Teen. Uh, yeah. So do you have any Yaribu ships and why? Who do you ship? Oh, Yuri and Tamara. My, my babies. <laughs> oh, Everyone okay. wants Yuri with a stalker queen. <laughs> I, do, I, I, I honestly, think in the yeah. blue, they do make a good visual pair. Yeah. And yeah. I usually, I like opposites attract, but I mean, they're just so complimentary. I'm and just... The food, the uh, the doshin she did for them, wa, perfection. <laughs> it's so good. I'm just interested to see, like, what made Yuri open up to Jimmy and like not do the baby talk too much around him and like actually talk to him in complete sentences. I think it's probably because of just his the place Sakokun is in right now because he did like um stop him from killing himself because he was I think that was just coincidence that he just happened to walk up well he did like like, oh bungee yeah Yeah. but then he like he grabbed him and he saw like that side of him I think it's because Sakokun is not like he performs for people Yuri does people expect that from him and Sakokun doesn't expect that from him yeah Yeah, he treats him differently which I think that's going to be a common theme that you see where characters and this story are, you know, put in situations or they feel like they have a certain role. And then the people who treat them differently or don't treat them differently based on any of that are perhaps what they're gravitating towards. But for me, I am Tono and Kachan all the way. Like, I mean, I'm not going to fight to the death because this is not like my, my, you know, cut a bit ship. But that's who I ship, at least in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm with that one, too. Yeah, I like Tono in you. I can't get behind Tono and Yakchan. But I really like Tono Yu because, like, he was, like, protecting Tono and his innocence. Like, during the Oji scene, he was like, hey, I'm not going to let Tono be raped because he was about to be raped. Mm-hmm. And so he stopped that. He's like, I'll pretend to be your boyfriend so none of this happened. And then they did start to grow and bond with each other. And then you realize that he was in love with Tono. And so he's just, like, so sweet with him. Like, especially compared to all the other characters. So I just think that's really sweet. I think ultimately it's going to end up being uh, Kashima and Tono. Yeah, it's definitely going to be. maybe Tamaro with Yachan. Yeah, they... that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking oh, that's, I keep forgetting yeah. about him. Because I, he I has that too. big crush on him. 
And then it's yeah, probably going to be the And they're both kind of rough around the edges in a way, too. And they have the same personality. Yeah, I don't like that. Like, yeah. Tom Brady needs someone who's going to be actually kind to him and, like, patient because he doesn't know that boy can't talk for shit. I love his introduction. Hey, piece of trash. Ugly woman. Yeah, ugly woman, ugly bitch. And it's like he can't stop himself if he just verbal diarrhea. But I think it will be. Sorry. According to yaoiships.com, everyone likes Tono with Kashima. Yeah. And then after that is Tono with Yakchan. A lot of people okay. like things that are wrong. <laughs> they oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. calling me wrong? <laughs> I mean, if the shoe fits. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, have, I don't have any strong opinions about that. Yeah, they yeah. all date each other for Yeah, because yeah. the story's like really just getting started because it was slow, volume one, volume two, and now I... I, I don't know what to expect come volume three. But... Yeah, things can always change. She can always exactly. change them up. Yeah, it's taken so many turns I was not... I did not see coming at all. Yeah. So, uh, what did you guys think about the artwork? Is there anything that you think distinguishes uh, Ogoretsu san's style from yes. others? Okay. Yes, she actually likes to draw pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> and I sit here, stunny faced, staring at nothing because that is abs. That like that's her bodies are gorgeous. Her the the faces like the I love the way she draws the hair. The, like, these are guys who are like straight up like that's these are these are my thing. And then you get you get down there and you're just like. <sighs> I just I can't deal with the body hair. I like that. I mean, it's it's yeah. different from most BL. And what um drew me to Yari Jean actually, like I've read a lot of her stuff, was that like the bright colors. Like mm-hmm. oh, I think the yeah. last thing I read before I read Yari Jean was I reread Neon Sign Amber, and that's very like purple, like it's shiny muted colors a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then Yari Jean is just like polka dots, throwing yeah. out different colors the, everywhere. Like seeing the Japanese, so seeing the Japanese edition for Neon Sign Amber, it's got like this like holographic like sparkly. It's yeah. gorgeous. But Yarichin has got like these neon colors and all this stuff. Like I instantly love the way that they designed the covers and all of their branding and packaging for it, just because it is so much craziness going on. And the mushroom thing is just that that <laughs> is probably one of the best like design metaphors I've seen in a long time for BL. Like it works. What I really love is that all the characters look like boys. Like a big thing of like yaoi's are like the UKs will look like girls. Like, mm-hmm. is this a boy or a girl? You don't know until like the clothes come off and you see that cone of lights. But these all just look like high school boys. And that's really, I really like that and how detailed she is sometimes. Like when she like makes a joke, she'll have like the characters make really exaggerated faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they are amazing. Like there's one panel where Stalker-kun like, has um, Yoi's underwear on his head and up to his face sniffing <laughs> and he's making like the most intense face ever and she can get really detailed too especially like with some of Yoi's scenes mm-hmm. where she like really emphasizes his eyes and stuff mm-hmm. so I really love all of that Adako style. She does have detail especially with the RG like on their official profile she did each one of their signatures like oh. uh, uniquely and mm-hmm. uh, Yuri's is of course the most extra like bubble letters on the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I like how um, she translates just chaotic scenes on the page through the text bubbles and then just how she overlays it with the action that's going on behind the scene. Um, the one panel that really st- stuck out to me was when they were in that little shed or I don't want to call it a shed, but they were in that little house when they got lost in the woods yeah. and they were both panicking Tono and Yachan and they had these thoughts just running through their head they were in the background but in the foreground were their thoughts so I just really love how she can make just kind of translate like panic mm-hmm. on the page yeah and that's actually pretty different from 
I don't know, like most of herself. What I'm thinking of, like Newtown, mm-hmm. was what came to mind. Like that, that manga was so like straightforward. I think they're only like a year or two apart. I think a lot of it probably comes down to just the style and limitations of it being on Pixiv. Like she pretty much has creative freedom to do whatever she wants. I mean, it's it's very lucky that this is being published in a collected volume because it's pretty much again like somebody's doujinshi, their side project versus something that has to run in a publication. There are expectations of what manga should look like, mm-hmm. and this can kind of break up because it's doujinshi, and you can you can draw whatever. Mm-hmm. So in the end, uh, would you ever reread Yarichin? I totally would. Yeah, you did today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, when like months from now, when volume yeah. three is finally translated. Oh yeah, you gotta get caught up on the yeah. story again. So uh, Um. So I've always been hoping that Yadi Team will get picked up here in the U.S. I know that it probably won't due to the content. I mean, we could all have surprises, but I think like for me, that would probably be the time that I would reread it. Maybe if I were to pick up the Japanese editions just to have to flip through it, but I don't necessarily as much as i love this and love tanaka's work it's like a multi-volume series i'm more mm-hmm. likely to reread like neon sign amber or something like that and i have been rereading escape journey because i bought the first volume in english so i've read that mm-hmm. one twice i think it's well we'll know in a couple months from now whether or not it holds up because right now it is like the hot new thing in the mm-hmm. real yeah circles, especially like. since the ova came out too yeah. and like are people yeah. still reading like killing stalking like now yeah as like in high volumes as they used to I'm definitely not, which I need to catch up because I did want to read it, but I think part of it too will will be, there's been, it hasn't been fully, fully clear, I think, that the OVA is a one-off thing because there were like conflicting reports coming out of um, like Japanese Annie Twitter or whatever. Um, And I know on my anime list, like they won't let me mark it completed because they view it as something that's still ongoing. So I don't know if there was the sense that like maybe with future volumes, they'll also be bundled OVAs. Um, it's they've they like what Toho Animation is the studio that is they they made a subsidiary Grizzly which is going to be doing more BL projects so I don't know if they're just going to continue to do more Yadachin there's always the hope that maybe this could have been a test run for a TV anime um I mean well, Super Lovers got made so Yadachin can't be you know it, it could it's possible um so I think that it maybe knowing more about what the future anime might be I'm not saying there is a new anime but it's it's certainly still kind of like what's gonna happen with this thing yeah because in the ova they never just like yachin and his personality they they, they like yeah. really cut out some of like tono and use bonding scenes they have like a lot of stuff just not in yeah that they can easily just put into like another ova if sells are good and they decide to do that yeah mm-hmm. and i mean we could always hope that maybe even the ova would be picked up here even if the monk is not but i am still invested i'm on my way to making my yuri eat a bag and I did buy that figure with the Crocs. <laughs> totally not an enabler. But yeah, it was, this is your fault. <laughs> I didn't even know about it yet. Uh, did I did I tell you about Yadachi or the figure? The figure. The figure specifically, yeah, because I saw that on Twitter. I remember you posted that. Yeah. Yeah. No, because I think that uh, it's really cool that it's being a figure and like figure collecting is its like whole other thing. But I've definitely seen people like complain that this got a figure like it kind of like derogatory towards like well Yadachin got a figure but some of these anime that were like not totally BL didn't even get as many figures and it's like you know what let me have my merchandise let me have my stuff because how long has BL suffered with not getting hardly anything so I'm kind of like even if I don't end up liking Yadachin as much as I do right now like it absolutely deserves all of this stuff and Tanaka deserves all of this stuff like she deserves to have all this merchandise so I think that unfortunately like a lot of people talk about this title in particular and just BL in general with a very derogatory look but we should be 
very, very thankful that we get what we get for this. You know, it is kind of PWP in the beginning. Maybe that's why they're just like, why is it so popular? But that, and I think that there's just still the like, oh, it's BL. Like there's the anti-Fujoshi sentiment out Mm -hmm. there. Especially, yeah. yeah. On the surface, it is what people accuse people of like, Fujoshi of a yeah, like it's it's mm-hmm. it's like a Fair. clickbait type title yeah. in a way. It is, yeah, so, it really is. But I mean, we clicked. Yeah. And also, figure I think it's very telling that Yuri is like the figure that came out of this, even though he's a he's a minor character. Yeah, right? he's the fan favorite. They they know. Yeah, yeah. it's probably they the most know, exotic. So. so overall, you would you recommend this to others? I would definitely. Yeah, yeah. I would have to know the person. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's true. We just don't like cold call somebody with Yadashin. Yeah. But I think on the front of if you want to know what's really been happening in like the world of BL or like what's popular, I think that like for me, I felt like this was a must read just to stay current. Yeah. I would recommend it on those grounds without, I mean, cause you can't really, unless I really knew them and could say, Oh, this has got your kink in it or this has got great sex. But just like, I do think it's worth reading even if it's not your type of manga to, to know what the fuss is about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like most people, I'd be like, Oh, you should read, you know, sign Amber if you want BL. But like, yeah. I'm like, Oh, you have any good BL recs? I'd be like, mm, how do you feel about this before I recommend like, yeah. 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 So dip in the Tanaka. Yeah. Cause it, I reread it three times just to, it took me three times to get through volume one because it was just a lot of sex. And I was like, what's the point? I mean, the whole point is that they're a sex club and they're giving away sex for free, but still it's like, you gotta show it all. You gotta, like, even Yuri, like, the very last volume, Yuri and Jimmy were at it for, like, four hours or so. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's that's really ridiculous. Not possible, by the way. um, Research? I don't think so. No, I don't think it came up. I think it was probably on the list, but it didn't end up in the final generation. Otherwise, that would have been a very, very, very long Excel. I wouldn't like to know. I would just maybe just do it for funsies, just to like catalog every single thing. <laughs> no, season. please, God, no. no. it was on the no. list because I had to do Yadichin because I did have to reread it. I completely blocked out having to reread this manga. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Honestly, Which, this, was, this was for last year, so there's definitely been a couple more chapters come out. Yeah. But, wow, there was, yeah. <laughs> I so. would, if I were to recommend this to anyone, I would say watch the OVA first and then decide, do you want to delve into the manga, which expands what you're watching in the OVA? I feel like watching the OVA first, just from what I hear, maybe burying the lead. Yeah. Because it, oh, yeah, yeah. it kind of goes in, not halfway in the story, but it, well, it's, I guess it's a more recent arc. Because it's about Jimmy and Yeah, Yuri. it goes yeah. to like about chapter eight of nine, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it kind of condenses things. I guess it just depends on, you know, do you just want to know what the fuss is about? Okay, maybe watch the OVA. If yeah. you, just so you know what to expect when you yeah, actually read yeah, it. Yeah, if you're just, you know, kind of like, I need to check it off my list. And you can, for, you can remember, us. like, who's who that way. Because then you have the image of their hair color. The, the hair color, really. I do recommend watching the OVA or looking at the color images to to really help you understand these guys. Because yeah. they each have, like, because they're, like, they have a specific specific color that goes with them like this is all just merchandise based stuff but it's like they've got their character color they have the character pattern and these are all just things that like i shouldn't know but i end up knowing so yeah so listeners um if you ever do find yourself going back constantly to a scanlation site to reread your favorite manga please do support the artist if and when that manga is published in the u.s like support them and just buy that merch especially if you're just going back mm-hmm. over and over yeah uh tanaka has been published for escape journey by sublime and i do know that you can uh import a lot of the yadichin merch through like ami ami or any other um import site 
Um, and there's plenty of stuff that's still being made. So you're able to legally get all your yeah. good stuff. I still feel bad reading from scanlation sites, but it's like, that's the only place I mean, you yeah, can like yeah. sample it. And I guess the other option is just to not read it. But for something like Yadachin that may not be, you know, published here in the U.S., I mean, my best bet is then to, to go and buy it in Japan, yeah. which I have seen Yadachin um, at Kinakuniya stores. Mm-hmm. So if you live in a um, city in the U.S. that has a Kinakuniya bookstore, um, you should be able to purchase it there. You can even buy it on Amazon. I actually searched today, too. Oh, it's oh. like 17 bucks. That's is it just... Prime? I, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. probably not. Probably Kitty Prime. Probably. There's also like an eBay store that sells a lot of like books from Japan. They're in Akihabara. It's like a- Akihabara Books Outlet on eBay. And they have a big selection of yaoi mangas in Japanese that mm-hmm. they'll ship to you and like to the U.S., and so I believe that they would have Yaoi-chin, and usually it's a pretty good price, like decent mm-hmm. price, to get it imported from Japan to send straight to you. And if they don't have Yaoi-chin, you can just message them, and they'll get it for you, or mm-hmm. any other BL for that matter. If you're sure it's not going to come to the U.S., you know, I've bought books from them because I just know it's not going to get licensed, but I still want to support the author. That's always a good way to do it. Yeah. Read scans, but then buy in Japanese. Yeah, mm-hmm. support them if you can, because they Definitely. need to make a living, too. And Yarchin will look very pretty on your shelf, or yeah. like, into the dark <laughs> yeah. corners of your closet. It's definitely <laughs> on my list, like, to buy just because of the packaging, just because of the cover design. <laughs> it is very pretty. All right, well, happy holidays, everyone. We're still in November over here. We're from the past right now. But hey, it was cold in Texas this weekend. And I heard we may have snow next week. Seriously? I hope not. Maybe. Maybe. It's a huge okay, maybe. Okay, so it'll be like one snowflake. Yeah. That. Maybe just lots of ice then. Yeah, I'm going to pray for a snow day. Mm-hmm. All right, well, stand by for part two, y'all. Thanks for listening to 801 Reviewed. You can find more episodes of this show and the 801 podcast on Simplecast and iTunes. If you enjoy the show or you want to help us out, please consider leaving a review or donate to our Patreon page. And remember, support your local sex club.